This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 184, Submission 146, Dan and Dave. Dan and Dave was a promotional campaign by Reebok to promote Dan O'Brien and Dave Johnson for the 1992 Summer Olympic Games in Barcelona. This is the story of two sisters, Jessica, Tate, and... Oh, wait. <laughs> Let me try that again. This is the story of two decathletes, Dan O'Brien and Dave Johnson. These are the O'Briens. These are the Johnsons. And this is the 1992 United States Olympic Trials for track and field. We'll get to that momentarily, though. You see what I did there, friends? Yes, yes, I saw what you did there. What do these two athletes at the top of their game have to do with each other? On the surface, not much. After all, we have Dave Johnson, a native of Montana. He played college football at Azusa Pacific University as a safety in 82 and 83, and then found the decathlon. Then you have Dan O'Brien, who grew up in Oregon and went to college at the University of Idaho, where he competed in track and field for the Vandals in, yeah, well, he competed, but he sort of kind of flunked out and ended up competing for the Spokane Falls Community College. Because let's be honest, the University of Idaho track and field, that's a thing, really? Apologies to anybody listening who may be from the University of Idaho, but let's be real. Is that really a thing? Yeah. I mean, did people actually matriculate there? Do people go to Idaho to watch track and field? No. No. But apparently Dan O'Brien did, and he went there twice, actually. Once before he flunked out, and once he after. But ultimately, he would go on to win one Olympic title, three consecutive world championships, three golds in Tokyo, Stuttgart, and Gothenburg, and he would actually be a champion at the World Indoor Championships in the heptathlon. Dave won a bronze medal, and then that was pretty much the pinnacle of his career. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we heard more about Dan O'Brien than we did about Dave Johnson. Okay, Mike, what do you have to say? Hey, Ryan Lochte, heptathlon is the event where they compete in seven different games. Not a hexagon, not an octagon, not, 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 not anything you said. The heptathlon. So we have two decathletes who, in 1992, before the Barcelona Games, were literally at the top of their respective game. So... How did they get wrapped up into each other? Well, for that, 
you'd have to talk to Reebok, who, thanks to the uh, fine folks at Nike, were in the midst of a shoe war. Yeah, we had the Cola Wars in the 1980s. In the 1990s, we had the shoe wars. Yep. We had, like, Nike. We had Reebok. We had Converse. We had... New Balance was probably somewhere in the back chilling with James Worthy. But not, Don't not forget only, about but, Adidas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not only that, it seems like every athletic shoe on the market had a go-to celebrity. Uh, Nike had Bo Jackson and Michael Jordan. What did Reebok have? All they had was the shoes that you... Uh, Pump the air in. Oh, the pump, yeah. Ever, you know what? If you were rocking pumps in middle school, you were the freaking man. You know what's so amazing about the pumps? And I'll tell you this story. Mm-hmm. Apparently, back in the early 2000s, there was a guy in WWE who was wearing pumps. But apparently, he was invisible, so you could only see the pumps. Can you believe oh. that? Uh, No, I can't. <laughs> oh, Another thing I remember, you know who L.A. Gear had? Remember, L.A. Gear was a thing late late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. They had. Who'd they have? Joe Montana. That's right. Joe Montana. Because he knew style when he saw it. Yes. I still remember that commercial. Street walkers don't walk. They hike. They hike. So, yeah. Um. If you wanted a foothold in the uh, shoe marketplace in the late 80s, early 90s, you needed a face. And everybody had a face except for Reebok for some reason. All they had was that shoe. They just had shoes. They they, they had a really good shoe. And, you know, it, it was on the market for like three years. And everybody who's playing basketball was wearing those pumps, but I guess they wanted more people wearing their shoes. More people wearing their products. Okay. I'm jumping in. I got my uh, Michaela Maroney face on because Reebok, excuse me, every pair I had as a teenager fell apart within six months. They were not good shoes. I didn't say they were good shoes. I just said they were, uh, you know, market popular. popular. They were popular. Yeah. I didn't say they were good. I did have a pair of Reeboks back in the day, and I went through that pair of Reeboks like nobody's business. Yeah, back in the early '90s, I was a British Knights mark. Those were decent shows. Those lasted me some time. Oh, BK Knights. Those were very popular on Nickelodeon Guts. Oh yeah. Hey. And Funhouse. And Funhouse, and my fun, friend. The gold, yo, yo, the BK button stands. Can I get some? What? Anyway. So somebody at Reebok had an idea. And apparently they also had $30 million to kick around. I mentioned that because $30 million was the exact price of this campaign. How many Olympic triple casts is that? Is that uh, is that a seventh of an Olympic triple cast? I believe so. Okay, just looking for a conversion factor. Okay. okay. Let's go back to uh, Dan and Dave here. 
Because they've made the Olympic team, like we said, multiple times. And when he did in 88, he competed for Nike. So he didn't get paid by Nike, so he had to break Bruce Jenner's American record and say, pay me, bitch. But they weren't interested. Dan, on the other hand, qualified for the Olympics in 88, but he was not a decathlete. He wanted to be a hurdler, and he wanted to be a long jumper. And he thought, if I could long jump 27 feet, I could get out of this decathlon. I wouldn't have to do this stuff. Just so happens, he pulled his hamstring. Uh-oh. 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 Reebok, looking for athletes to push product and seeing two big opportunities in 1992. Two big opportunities. One start point, one end point. The start point was Super Bowl 26. They put $30 million behind this campaign. And, well, uh, you know what? Here's the basic gist of the campaign. Two guys fighting to become the greatest athlete in the world. But we're not done. These are their baby pictures. These are their trading videos. These are their wives. These are their exes. But what does this have to do with anything? It's all there in the tagline. To be settled in Barcelona. Yeah. We have two people, two people from Team USA going for Olympic gold, competing for the same company. And they're pushing the hell out of them. Hey, Chico, do you have audio of, of the first commercial? I do have audio of the first commercial, and here it comes. 100 meters in 10.3 seconds. Dave, can I jump six feet, 10 and three quarter inches? This summer, they'll battle it out in Barcelona for the title of world's greatest athlete. 15 seconds of your life that you will never get back. But the great thing is, now this was covered in the, they did a 30 for 30 podcast. They did, about, and it's a good listen. Good it's listen. a good, good lesson. 50 minutes about the Dan and Dave ad campaign. So what they did for Super Bowl 26 was they slowly introduced this in bits and pieces during the game. And the beauty is, by the time you get to the last commercial, you're like, oh man, I am completely sold on this. I am so into this. Dan and Dave, I don't know who these two are, but I'm into it. You're ready to pick a side, and if you're not ready to pick a side yet, maybe this will help you. Dan can throw a 16-pound shot put 53 feet 3 inches. Dave can hurl a javelin 236 feet. This summer, they'll battle it out in Barcelona for the title of world's greatest athlete. Oh, you haven't picked the side yet? Okay. Here's more. Throw a discus 172 feet. Dave can long jump 24 feet 10 and a half inches. This summer, they'll battle it out in Barcelona for the title of world's greatest athlete. I love that they keep steadily progressing their ages as they go along with that. I know. Uh, uh, yeah. that, that, this is some world-class stuff here. This is ingenious. 
This yeah, was that, a very good campaign. That that was something I noticed too, and was going to comment about as well. That each subsequent commercial, they're getting older and older. It's almost like the face the music bonus round. Oh, future installment face the music. Oh, I see what you did there, Mike. Aha! Hey, let's watch another one. Dan won the decathlon at the World Track and Field Championships. Dave won the decathlon at the Goodwill Games. This summer, they'll battle it out in Barcelona for the title of world's greatest athlete. Hey, guys, remember when the Goodwill games were a thing? I remember. Yeah, I remember. When, I remember. Yeah, when, when Ted Turner bankrolled the whole thing, yeah. Oh. Like, Ted Turner looked the sports world in the eye and say, fine, I'll make my own Olympics with blackjack and hookers. Please welcome the founder of TBS, Mr. Ted Turner. Mr. Turner, as always, we are so honored to have you here. Cut the pleasantries, you genderless scarecrow. <laughs> I founded TBS with one purpose, to combine the artistic legacy of Florence Henderson with the educational value of off-brand professional wrestling. <laughs> and yet God continues to punish us by letting you soil these sacred airwaves night after night like some decaying cockatoo. Did you notice they just skipped like college entirely? They went from like their uh, their teenage years to them running in Reebok branded apparel, you know, snicker, snicker, uh, apparently getting prepared for the games. They just bypassed like ages yeah, we, like we 13 up until... Yeah. Uh, like 24, 25 or what have we you. We don't talk about Dan O'Brien in college. Well, <laughs> he went back and he got his degree. Good on him. Yeah, good. Yeah, he did. He did. That should be applauded. Yes, yes, he should. It should, yes. Yes. Let's. You know what? Let's play the next one. Dave doesn't know about this, but Reebok gave me this top secret running shoe. It's called the Pump Graphite. This arch design makes them very light, supportive, and I have the only pair in existence. They won't be available to the public until spring, but I get special treatment because Reebok really wants me to win in Barcelona. <laughs> to be settled in Barcelona. I didn't know Tom Poston was distributing the Reebok shoes back then. Huh? What? I gave away two pairs of shoes. Because they were marketing pumps back then. To everybody. Everybody wanted to get this shoe. Yep. Everybody wanted that shoe. And let's be honest. It didn't matter that they lasted three months, if you're lucky. No. You just wanted to be the coolest kid at school. Yes. Yes. Well, you'd get Air Jordans if you wanted to be the coolest kid in school back then. Turkey in the house. Who cares about Air Jordans? It's all about Reebok pumps back in 1992. Oh, screw that. Give me my British Knights. I'll be happy. Hey, hey. I was rocking Brooks track shoes before it was cool. Just saying. I'm surprised you're not a Chuck Taylor type of person. Oh, I have have Chucks too. I I saw my Chucks from that time I went to Halloween as the 
Tenth Doctor. They are some durable dudes. But, you know, we're talking about uh, growing up, and we're talking about marketing top-secret shoes, but we're not done yet. Oh, we're not? No, we've got another one. Okay. Who is the world's greatest athlete, Dan or Dave? Dan's mom. Dan. Dave's mom. Dave. Dan's coach. Dan. Dave's coach. Dave. Dan's dentist. Dan. Dave's mailman. Dave. Dan's paperboy. Dan. Dave's pastor. Dave. Dan's girlfriend. Dan. Dave's wife. Dave. Dan's ex-girlfriend. Definitely Dave. To be settled in Barcelona. Moral of that story, I think, is don't have a girlfriend. Or at least an ex-girlfriend. Oh, she was very bitter. Bitter uh, little, table for one, yes. Little bitter, yeah. Just a little bitter. A lot of bitter. I love that they even interviewed Dave's mailman. And Dave's pastor. Den- and the paper boy! The paper boy, but Dan's dentist was also asked. They, they pretty much asked everybody. Everybody for their opinion. And for the life of me... It was it was just, you know what? It was just split down the middle. America in 1992 was deeply divided. You think we're divided now as a country? This is how little we cared about matters in 1992. We were passionate about Dan and Dave. We were like, this is one side, and this is the other side. You have to pick a side. And really, it wasn't an even split because that bitch, Dan's ex-girlfriend, she went for Dave. Oh no! She was the swing vote. Boo! I I think there was one more commercial. Okay. But I couldn't find it though. And it was, well, there was a story behind that last commercial. Because all of this was going on before June nineteenth, nineteen ninety two. Now, in June nineteenth, nineteen ninety two, why is that date important? Because that was the day of the start of the U.S. Olympic trials for track and field. I thought you were going to say that was the date Batman Returns came out. That too. But that's not important right now. No. Among the notable people were Michael Johnson, Jim Spivey, Daniel Lopez, Aaron Ramirez, Mark Everett, Mark Witherspoon, Leroy Burrell, Corey Tarpening, Carl Lewis. I'm Carl Lewis. I'm Carl Lewis, man. I race horses. I'm the fattest man in the world. I am the fattest man in the world, Joe Piscopo. Francis got off key. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, the women were represented by uh, the likes of Connie Price Smith, Donna Mayhew, Jackie Joyner, Kersey. Oh, Jackie Joyner, Kersey. But yeah, this was perhaps the most stacked field for uh, Team USA in athletics. Until, you know, later on down the line. But that's another topic for another episode, I think. Maybe in four years. Yeah. But there was one more thing that was kind of sort of settled. Because Dan and Dave were also at the Olympic trials. Remember, they were going to settle this in Barcelona. To be settled in Barcelona. Thank you. Well, Dave 
made the Olympic team. Yeah. Dan, not so much. What? What? Yeah, Dan failed in the pole vault. The pole vault? Five weeks before the games began in Barcelona, Dan O'Brien failed to qualify for the team by missing the pole vault. Was his track coach Tom Ballard? Because as we saw in High School USA, Tom Ballard thought you had to go under the pole. Oh, God. (laughs) It was settled. Not in Barcelona. It was settled in Louisiana. You know what Susan St. Jane's reaction was when she found out Dan O'Brien didn't qualify for the Olympics? Uh-oh. 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 Uh-oh, indeed. There goes your ad campaign. Yeah. They did a commercial with Dave uh, doing his trial and Dan on the sidelines cheering. Oh. And that was a bit of a buzzkill, because if you remember, the ads were predicated that they were going to settle who was the greatest athlete in the world in Barcelona. Dan and Dave would make the Olympics. They would have their beef, and Reebok would sell pub sneakers. Because that's what Reebok does. They sell pump sneakers. And the thing of it was, they couldn't do a a Carl Lewis or a Michael Johnson because... Oh yeah, they were with Nike. They were with Nike, and Carl Lewis was probably right now running on his own hype. I'm called Lewis. Yeah. But Dan and Dave were relative unknowns. Nobody outside the athletic world knew them. One was the reigning world champion, and that's pretty much all you knew about them. So this was basically their chance to make gold out of Olympic gold. And they chose these two for the decathlon. Yes, and to be honest, let's be honest, the decathlon, does anyone really care about the decathlon? Nobody really cares about the well, that's not true. Uh, No, people care about the decathlon. People people care about the decathlon. Not a lot of people care about the decathlon, but people like to follow the decathletes, especially if one is the reigning world champion at the time. Okay, but I mean, still, it's like, there's so much stuff in the decathlon. It's like, can you really like follow all this? Okay, now let's go back to the trials for a second. Dan and Dave were doing their thing. There were people who were hashtag Team Dan, people who were hashtag Team Dave. If they weren't really hashtags back then, but I guarantee you if it was 1992, it would be like a Team Edward, Team Jacob situation. Yeah. And there were Dan and Dave signs, Dan and Dave hats, Dan and Dave shirts. There was probably a Dan and Dave breakfast cereal. They they probably had to sell out the uh, stadium in New Orleans where this all happened. And it seemed like, you know what? This was almost a foregone conclusion because Dave was up by 512 points. Now, in my research, because I'm not an athlete, 
I like to run. I do run. I've, I've run a 10K before, but I don't know what it means. All I know is Dave was, quote, dominating. Dan O'Brien was competing like he was... He didn't want to be there. Dave did want to be there and had no problem telling people that. He could not be caught. It wasn't enough to just make the team. He wanted to break records. So Dan decided to jump to a record height of 15 feet 9 inches in the pole vault. Now, 15 feet 9 inches in a pole vault... That's not a problem. That was a foot and a half off his best. He did miss the first vault, though. Now, Mike, you're an athlete. When you miss the vault on your first attempt and you have three attempts, what do you start to do with your second attempt? First and foremost, let's not lie to the listeners. There's nothing athletic about me except the the itch I have in a certain part of my body. Um yeah, yeah but- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to give you these glasses. You may need to, to look a little closer, but okay. So, what do you do if you miss the first pole vault attempt? Yes. Uh, either I would say try again at the same height, especially since your best is like 18 inches higher, or I'd go step down a peg. You don't go higher if that's what you're trying to imply. Well, you don't go higher, but you start to sort of, you know, once bitten, twice shy, sort of back off a bit, start getting in your own head, right? Yeah. So you got into your own head. That's what Dan O'Brien did. And you overthink the second. And guess what happened? He missed the second vault. Oh. So now you have one more shot. 18 inches off your best. All of a sudden, you can hear your heartbeat. You can feel every bead of sweat on your brow, and you can feel every breath as your chest rises and falls. And all you had to do was jump over 16 feet. So he starts his approach twice, stops, starts it again, stops, and... Everybody could tell Dan's timing's off. Something's wrong with him. He finally, you know, got his wind down and started down the track. His pole hits the box. He starts his rise, and he didn't clear the bar. Oh. He didn't even make it oh. past the bar. He didn't oh. make it past the bar. He didn't even make it to the bar. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Do you think that's what Susan said to Dick when he got home and he was crying about how he was going to lose all those ratings because Dan wasn't at the Olympics? That's what Susan St. James said to the Reebok executives. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So what does Reebok do at a time like this? Because it's obvious that Dave is going to go to Barcelona. But we can't keep running Dan and Dave when Dan literally crashed out. We can't run these ads anymore. They make no sense. Nope. So they pull the ads and replace them with ads with the likes of 
Roger Clemens and Raghib Ismail. So it would be sort of a rocket versus rocket. Oh, that's clever. Rocket and rocket. Yeah. Hey, Rocket Ismail didn't have a Super Nintendo game like Roger Clemens did. Nope. No, Rocket Ismail got a ton of money from the Toronto Argonauts. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, Roger mm-hmm. Clemens did eventually yes, did. get a ton of money from another team in Toronto, but that's another story. Yeah. But they did manage to produce a couple more ads with Dan and Dave. Dave preparing for the Olympics. Dan chilling, drinking a mimosa or something. We're not done with this. Remember, Dan and Dave were expected to go 1-2 on the medal stand, right? Yes. Well, Dan missed out on the Olympics. Dave had a stress fracture in his foot and ended up with bronze. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And you know what? Bronze looks good on him. Oh, yeah. It looks good. Nope. Looks yeah, good. Bronze is better than nothing, but yeah, it does look good. Looks, looks good. good. Looks good. Looks good. Looks good. Looks good. Looks good. Oh, it looks good. Looks good. Oh, it looks good. Oh, it looks good. If I remember correctly, they did bring Dan in as a uh, commentator on the NBC coverage for the decathlon. They did. Yes, they did. And eventually, though, oh, you're not going to believe this, but I found this on Truth by Consensus Wikipedia. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Would you believe that they actually did a sequel? A lesser-known sequel to the ad campaign. They did a sequel to the ad campaign. Oh, this is from one year later. I found this on Ad Week. Dan and Dave oh, Port Two. Do they have the? Do you have the video? No video, but I do have the article. The athletes Dan O'Brien and Dave Johnson, whose quest for Olympic gold was documented in ads for Reebok, are recreating their friendly competition for Rider System. The truck rental division today launches a $10 million campaign through Ogilvy and Mather of New York, which Dan and Dave are the foil, announcing Ryder's new $25 million computerized reservation system. The new TV spot opens with Dan and Dave preparing for a race. As the starting gun goes off, Dan races to Ryder, where he's quickly shown his truck while Dave wades through the manual application process at the competition. The spot will dominate writers' national media schedule through the peak moving season, which ends in August. So yeah, they did a sequel for Writer. That doesn't really sound like a good second place possibility. You go from Reebok Reebok to Writer. I'm going to play right here. Dan O'Brien? Okay, Dan. I'll show you to your truck. Do our new computerized reservations make renting from Writer faster than ever? What's that name again? Dave! No contest. <laughs> 15 seconds of. <laughs> 15 Hi. seconds of I see what you did there. Mike shake his head like this is that stupid. Nope. Uh, again, going from Reebok to Rider moving vans? That's well, a real uh, steep slope to s- fall down. Yeah, well, it's $30 million to $10 million. I think this article from Mental Floss, this quote from Mental Floss from Dave Johnson pretty much sums it up. We were supposed to be on Johnny Carson 
Instead, we were on Arsenio Hall. It's not much of a consolation prize. Arsenio Hall at the time was still decent. I mean, if you ended up on Chevy Chase... Oh, no. Yeah. Well, or, remember, Arsenio's still big at 92. This is the year when Bill Clinton is doing the sacks on Arsenio. Right, that's what I mean. It, instead of being on Carson, you're on Hall. That's sort of like uh, almost apples for apples. I mean, if you were on Noel Edmonds' show, callback, that would be something a little different. We talked about like Dan versus Dave who ended up winning. You know who really ended up winning? Oh, Dan ended up winning. Well, Dan ended up winning because his career kept going. Dave ended up winning because he actually went to Barcelona. But in the end, the biggest winner of all of this, Reebok. They sold a lot of shoes. They did. And the person who actually won the gold medal, Robert Schmelik from Czechoslovakia, was a Reebok client. So they oh. ended up so they ended up winning in the end. Ah, oh, good for them. But you know what, guys? There is a happy ending to this story because four years later in Atlanta, Dan O'Brien would qualify for the Olympics and he'd win the gold medal in the decathlon. And he cleared 15.1. Easy. Yes. Is there anything we can learn from this? Uh, If you're Reebok, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah. And if you're Dan O'Brien and you don't like the decathlon, just don't do it. Oh, I think it's a little burn at Nike. Not a little burn. That's a big burn. We're going to need some salve for that one. Yep. But we're not done yet. Fast forward to 2012. Dan and Dave were basically there on the sidelines with two more Americans who were poised to take Olympic gold. That would be uh, Brian Clay and... Oh, hey, wait a minute. Not just any Brian Clay. Greg, get it out of your system. What's the Brian Clay we talked about last week, silly? Yeah. In the the band versus beast in the friggin' competition with the dog in the long jump. Uh Uh-huh. But that was... what Did we talk about Trey Hardy? No, because Trey Hardy wasn't on band versus beast. Okay, do we talk about Ashton Eaton? I don't know who that is. No, nah, that name go. doesn't ring a bell. So we have Brian Clay, Ashton Eaton, and Trey Hardy. And there was talk of a sweep. And all Dan O'Brien could say was, this event can claim you. But at the end of the day, Dan and Dave were both inducted into the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame. So I don't think there's anything left to this story. There was, there was Dan, there was Dave, there was a bunch of shoes. What else is there? Not much. Well, if there's nothing else to cover, I've got something I'd like to add. Okay. Uh, the new recurring segment, has Mike seen Space Jam 2 yet? Oh, uh, hold on. Let me, let me do some <laughs> Makeshift music. Everybody get up. It's time to slam, y'all. We got a real jam going in. Has Max seen Space Jam? Space, Space Jam. No. This has been Has Mike Seen Space Jam? 
Oh, by the way, guys, I need to add something from last week. I got another new segment, okay? You know what it's going to be called? What's this going to be called? It's going to be called Greg Was Right. Because, guys, I was right. Barrett 2 came out when Mike was in the hospital. It came out on October 23rd. There you go. I was right. And I haven't seen that either. No, but you have to see it. It's it's great. Even I'll you... I'll see that before I see Space Jam 2, but come back next week to see if I did. <laughs> next week we'll ask, did Mike see Borat 2? I'm getting spoiler The answer is going to be no. Oh, nuts. You mean he didn't? Oh. Well, stay tuned next week to find out. But in the meantime, guess what I just found? Oh, no, 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 don't say it. Don't, don't do this. Should we just play music? Play music. What, what is this? What is, what is it? It is time for eBay Price is Right. Oh. You know, right. I, I hate doing this segment. I hate doing this. All right, lay it on us. All right. This is a flag. A flag. It's a flag. On one side, it's Dan. On the other side, it's Dave. They're both hope- holding the top secret Reebok pump box. And the caption reads, the other guy doesn't know anything about this, but Reebok gave me some top-secret running shoes. They're called the Pump Graph Light Shoes. The innovative arch design makes them very light, very supportive, and I have the only pair in existence. This pump- is all on the flag. This is all on the flag. This is all on the stupid flag. All on the stupid flag. Because Reebok really wants me to win in Barcelona. They put <laughs> all that in a reduced font on the flag. That yes. is stupid. That is stupid, Reebok. Yes. Hey, Greg. What? I, I can think of a better flag, I think. What? On one side is Dan and Dave, and on the other side is Rob Tusson. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about Rob Tusson later this year. Okay. All right. Who who wants to bid first? I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a number. The number is five. Mike, you bid first. Oh, jeez. Um, one hundred and nineteen dollars. Greg, is it possible I can bid lower than a penny? No, we've already established that. We've already established this. That's uh, not a winning strategy. Okay. All right. So. I will bid 50 cents. I'm not going to bid a penny. I'm going <laughs> to bid 50 cents. Okay. The actual price of this weak ass flag. Wait, how much did Mike bid on this? 51 cents. No, you bid 100. You bid. I overbid, I think, is what you're we're trying to get. You severely overbid. What are you t- no, he because, didn't. It's, no, he didn't. The, it's guys, guys. It's two hundred forty-nine dollars and ninety-nine. Oh, who overbid? Not me. Who would pay that? What? That's what I wanted. What? Okay, that's what I wanted. One piece of. Sh-
would pay $250 for that flag. Okay, Greg, Greg, what? how often have we done this? How many dozens of times? But, okay, a couple wait, no, weeks no, ago. No. How, wait, wait, wait. How many dozens of times have we done this? And have we not learned our lesson that it's either going to be extraordinarily cheap or extraordinarily expensive? Okay, but a couple weeks ago, that bicentennial phone, we could see why that was $625. Let me show you the actual flag, because I don't think you saw it. No. Here's the flag. That's it. It's like... That is stupid! 60 inches by 40 inches, they want $250 for it. That is stupid! That is... Really? Calling that a flag? That's not even a flag. That's insulting the flags. That's a banner. Look, at it's got grommets in the corners and in the center. Yeah, people actually hung this at sporting events or gyms. People yeah. probably had bars. this in their dorm. Probably bars. Well, Re- Reebok probably hung it up at sporting events. Let's get it right. Yeah. They probably hung it up in New Orleans when Dan O'Brien choked. Oh, sorry. What would you rather pay? $250 for this banner or $30 million for a failed ad campaign? You do the math. I'd rather buy the Reeboks that will shred apart in six months and whose pump will be destroyed within about 15 hours of me buying the shoes. No, I'd rather pay $10 for that triple cast commemorative program guide. You just want the remote control. You want to find that somewhere. Somewhere can, we're still and, looking and, for it, people. And, and I can see you playing around with that remote, hitting the red button, the white button, the blue button. Why can't I get the basketball game at US versus Angola? You know what Tom Poston would say if he had that remote? Well, I can't I can't get the triple cast of my remote. What's going on? He would say that. <laughs> but he would also point out that he is on many of the previous installments that you can find on it was a thing on tv.com uh, and aside oh, from- yes you are you know what else is there links to our social media and our youtube by the way if you're on youtube first of all thanks for listening second of all don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the bell what in order to stay uh, abreast of all of our recent entries. And also, you stay apprised of all of our recent entries. We beat the YouTube algorithm. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. What? What's that supposed to mean? Do you know what YouTube is, Tom Poston? I've been dead since 2007. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> what the- you don't want to know. Oh, geez. Why did I get a residual check from this match game Hollywood Squares Hour? Well, all I could do now is think about what we're covering next time. Because this was the fifth and final entry into our salute to the Olympics. Hold on. We got to bring down the torch. We got to, like, have oh, a close. Yeah, we, we, oh, we have to have a proper closing ceremony. Yes. So, uh, so Mike, as the president of the uh, It Was a Thing on TV Org- Olympic Organizing Committee, I leave it to you to declare closed our tribute. So you just want me to extinguish the flame? Yes. Yes. All right. 
Hey, Benoodles, come over here. I need you to take a pee. Oh, God. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, it was either the cat or it was me. I was going to zip my phone. Oh, no, 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 no. I did not need that visual. Thank you very much. Well, the flame's out. Yep. We declare closed our tribute to the Olympic Games. And in glorious Olympic tradition, and we call upon the youth of the world to assemble in three years' time, and it was a thing on TV.com, to celebrate the second quadrannual Olympic Games tribute. Well, it wouldn't be quad because in three years it would be try. It would be try. Just come back in three years. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. But in the meantime, come on back later this week because I've got a spy game for you. Oh, you do? I do. Ooh. And if you think you know everything there is about the spy game, oh, wait yeah. for it. Wait for it. You don't know beans. Hey guys, do you want to watch the Mac and Me scene again? <laughs> Let's watch oh. it again, shall we? Hey guys, you know how at midnight, it's like, if you play this movie at a certain time, it'll be 12 midnight. Someone should do that for the back of me wheelchair scene when he hits the water. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Oh, oh God. And then at 12 midnight in one second, you oh. see Mac pop up. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, no. Well, you'll find out more about spies and and beans and, and a lot of talk about Savage Steve Holland. You can't forget about that. Oh, yeah. yeah we need that was, to talk about him. Yeah, because that was a Savage Steve Holland joint. But you'll find out more about that on our next episode. On it was a thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. Wow! Shows up for dinner with my father and mother. Family at the table getting crazy and loud. Said, ain't enough turkey to feed this crowd. The bird's too small to feed us all. But your mama says, pump it. Pump it up now, pump it. Get a nice turkey and pump it. Make it big now. Pump it. Pump it up. The first turkey dinner was 1620. The pilgrims had it in the land. Nothing was chill with the harvest down, but the red brother knew he had enough to go around. He knew to pump it, pump it up now, pump it, pump it, back. pump it, make it big now, pump it, pump it up. So if your holiday table ain't looking too full, get a Nike turkey, it's adjustable, and pump it, pump it up. If it doesn't say Nike, it's not a turkey.